Hey kids, it's your old pal Gorag the Slayer. As usual, the podcast is brought to you by LoneStarButtons.com. Lone Star Buttons can be, if you're cool enough, your source for custom pin-on buttons. All you have to do is come up with your own round design, whatever that may be. It could even be a butthole, or a nipple, or an eyeball, or a circle with your girlfriend's name on it, with a cross through it, or maybe your kid's fat little face. I don't fucking know. Anyway, Lone Star Buttons is a great company. They're a small business, independent of any corporate strings. They offer their buttons in multiple sizes and shapes. All their materials are made in the USA and assembled by the capable fingers of Adam Stimpy Jones. To contact that clawless wolverine, you can email them at info at LoneStarButtons.com or you can call them at 281-798-1996. Tell him Goreg sent you, and you want to suck in his hairy tits. Coming to you pre-recorded live from Atomic Age Studios in beautiful Pasadena, Texas. It's the Revenge of the World podcast, with your host, Gabriel Dieter, and bitchin' Brennan Birch. Everybody, thanks for listening to Revenge of the World episode 72. I'm your host. <sighs> God. I dread I dread this part of the show every week. Gabriel Dieter. <laughs> well, why don't we pre-record something then? Hey, Brennan Birch is in the house. Oh, sorry. Bitchin' Brennan yeah, Birch. Sorry about that. Uh yeah, you really should just like, you know, maybe pre-record something. Like tack it onto the, the theme song or Well see see, uh Gorag's been introducing us on the show. Then, then why but then we... we have to introduce who our voices belong to. Well, I mean, I don't know. I think I mean we're what we're seventy two in right now. I mean, yep. if if you if you've been paying attention at all, you know, you, you probably know who's who by this point. This could be the listeners' first episode. Yeah, but in you which know. case, you're lost, bro. <laughs> We've been killing it since number four. <laughs> uh, I just want to get this out there. Uh, the people that say Imperial toys are bootlegs, just stop. They're not bootlegs. What? Uh, <laughs> sorry, I didn't bring this up before, yeah, Brennan, you, you, but, uh, you, you started kind of mid conversation. I think you were maybe thinking that. And then, I, no, yeah. I, re- I have this written down. Okay. I have this prepped. Uh, somebody on the internet was describing Imperial toys as He-Man bootlegs. They are not He-Man bootlegs. They are enhancing the He-Man line. Hmm. That's that. That's all I got to say. <laughs> What's up, Brennan? How's, uh, how's life treating you? Uh, it's, it's, it's going pretty well. I'm still gainfully employed at this point all right which is good i guess disaster averted for the time being i mean i'm temporarily averted yeah uh i don't know what else man. disaster postponed (laughs) yeah disaster postponed until further notice uh i don't know today's father's day so i'm a father so yeah i hung out with my kid happy father's day brennan thank you thank you hung out with the kid and to all the fathers yeah all the fathers whether you admit it or not (laughs) (laughs) i'm not the guy uh yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so uh no, what's I, going on? I don't know. I Father's Day. Got a nice You enjoyed it. Got a nice grill. Yeah. 
That's so. that's what every dad needs. Yeah, it's better than a tie. I mean, that's something functional that you're going to want to use. You here's know? here's a cooking apparatus so you can provide my my mouth with nourishment. Basically what that's saying. No, I mean, I, I, I like to cook, you know? Oh, okay. I, so it's know. saying, I love you. Spend yeah. time doing what you, you. want to do. Here, take your shirt off. Listen to some Springsteen and make a steak. <laughs> <laughs> Are you good at uh, putting steaks on the grill? Yeah, I mean... For a while there, I had a really good run going, but you know, like I said, I've really been, I've not really been cooking much in the last year, so yeah. I'm gonna have to, you know, relearn a little bit. But yeah. you know, I, th- I think I got an eye for it. I think I, think I can get it back. Cool. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to uh, hear about your your prospects. Well, you know, so is John because, uh, well, okay, John is my landlord, mm-hmm. and uh, he, he is married to your brother-in-law. My brother, your landlord. Yeah. What could possibly go wrong? Oh, it's fine. But uh, my sister uh, has recently become a vegetarian. Oh, like, really? Yeah, she's like, she's sworn off meat for ethical reasons. Uh huh. So, like, he's really excited about the prospect of me starting barbecuing again. Oh. So, yeah. Makes so, sense. Yeah. So, if you want to knock a couple bucks off the rent, you know, that'll be cool. <laughs> 20 bucks a steak. Yeah, there we go. That's fair. Um, Comic Palooza is going down right now. Yeah. What, what are your feelings on that? Um, I. I don't know. I I guess I regret not going to meet Bernie Wrightson. Yeah. You know, but uh, I mean, other than that, cool. Hope everybody's having fun, making money, spending money, doing what you do. Seeing lots of cool pictures of uh, cosplayers. Yeah. Seems like fun. Seems like the the same fun every every year. Well, yeah. But, you know, that's that's just, that's kind of what people go do there, you know? Yeah. Uh, My, uh... My other sister, Darcy, and her husband, they have a friend that built a life-size R2-D2, and I think he's out there right now, kind of oh, wow. driving it around. Like, it's it's like fully functional, you know? Oh, cool. So. Was he, that there last year? Um, I don't know. I, I just found out that I, I saw, built it. Because I saw one last year. It looked pretty badass. Yeah, he, he's kind of getting into the whole, like, replica props thing, and, you know. Oh, cool. He started making his own stuff. I guess maybe he has, like, the means to do, like, machining and stuff like that, so. Nice. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, I, th- I think it's cool, and anybody who does anything like that just tinkering around um i don't know replica props are like such a big industry right now yeah it's like been growing mm-hmm. since you know uh star wars started coming up yeah uh, well i mean 3d printing and everything like that has made it so accessible it's like it's possible to do things now you know right it's it's a lot easier to make things you know without having to you know do a cad drawing and then hire a machinist and do all this other stuff i mean there's a lot of things you can do kind of on the cheap now if you just like you know have access to the hardware so Right. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, um, but 3D printing's not in metal. Well, no. But, I mean, you know, not everything has to be metal. Everything should be. If it's metal in the movie, it should be metal. In- <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> now, uh, I don't know. It's it's crazy because everything in the 70s was pretty much made out of uh, fiberglass. <laughs> yeah, like old smashed model kits and things like that. Yeah, you know? interesting. Um, I saw a couple movies this weekend. Uh 10 Cloverfield Lane, which, I, did you repost that, that, uh, that picture? Oh, no, I didn't. That I, no. <laughs> check that out on my, on my Instagram feed. Uh, we had an interesting discussion about it. Yeah, I was, I was actually in bed whenever I was reading. I was like, ah, oh, really? Yeah. Like, cause, that's like, why you didn't respond to that. Yeah, that's why I was going really slow. <laughs> golden jokes that I laid on you. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of felt like you were maybe making fun of me a little bit. Oh, no, no, not till the very end. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I I watched Ten Cloverfield Lane. That was a really fucking good, solid, solid movie. Really? Um, kept me guessing, mm. kept me on my toes the whole movie, even at the end. I mean, wow, okay. from beginning to end, it was a masterpiece. Yeah. A psychological thriller. Well, I mean, just without any spoilers, does it tie into the first, like the, the Cloverfield, the original movie? 
I don't know if they're like supposed to be like a, a series. They or never what. specifically said. Yeah. But I think they do. Okay. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely uh, a Cloverfield apologist. I really enjoyed that movie a lot. I, I mean, liked it too. Yeah. A lot, I mean, a lot of people were just like, oh, it's just like a crappy theme park ride. It makes me sick. You know, whatever. But I thought it was good. It's, it was fine. Yeah. I, I liked it. Um, what else? Oh yeah. London has fallen. I watched that. Oh man. Okay. Dude, those movies are so fucking, uh, intense really yes i haven't seen either of them so i don't know dude the uh the first one was uh olympus has fallen it Mm. was basically the story of north korea i believe uh taking over the white house oh wow and it made me fear like for our country's uh capital and then this one um takes place in london and it's just like devastation on a scale you know you don't normally see in action movies okay um Pretty intense stuff. I liked it. It's I like the the banter between the two main characters. They're it's pretty fun. Yeah. Um. I don't know. That's about it. You said you saw something recently. Well, uh, a couple of things. First of all, uh, I started watching uh the Joy of Painting with Bob Ross on Netflix, <laughs> and that's now my new favorite thing in the world. I, I I don't mind that. It's it's great, man. It's just it's just relaxing. Like and, and it's like it's good TV. <laughs> yeah. It's just. It's just really simple. It's really relaxing. Uh, there's like, in the first episode, this is kind of what sold me on the whole thing. There's like this one moment where he's like, well, I got to fill in this very large area of sap green and it's going to take a little while. So he cuts away to some baby squirrels that he found in his yard that him and his wife have been nursing back to health. What? So you're just watching these little baby squirrels play while he's just filling those things so you don't have to be bored while he's doing that. Wow. <laughs> it's great television. That's awesome. It's genius. Uh <laughs> Have you learned anything? Uh, yeah, actually, I want to bust out my oils again because, like, I think I could probably paint along with those and like learn a little something. Like, cool. it, it just it seems a lot like I don't know. I think maybe I've been thinking too hard about it, and like, there's a couple of things I've been doing wrong. But. It's a it's a different process yeah. than you would think to yeah. get to the end result. Mm-hmm. You have to go through these. It's like your mind has to work in that way. Yeah, it's a. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's like, different. Yeah, just like the whole way that he like just sets up to paint something is like it's completely backwards, and that's kind of like just not doing that setup is what made what I was doing before not work before, you know? Right. So I, I kind of want to try painting again uh, because of that. Uh, another thing uh, was this documentary called uh, "The Cult of J.T. Leroy," uh-huh. and it's just about this. Uh, I, I, it's really hard for me to describe without completely spoiling spoiling the whole thing. But it's based on a true story about this uh, this like young like well this person that was a writer and uh, he was like a a young male like teenage prostitute like there was a teenager that wrote this there was a teenager that was HIV positive that's what I meant to say mm-hmm. and he uh, wrote really like intense like kind of transgressive fiction like really dark like crazy realistic stuff and like all of these like you know literary critics and like you know people that were you know kind of in that scene were just like all about this guy and then like all of a sudden things start coming out about this person and you just kind of find out that they're not the person they like you know that they that they wanted the world to believe that they were right and just the way that it all kind of comes together and just like comes crashing down is just really fascinating and i don't know if, if you have a chance to watch it you really should uh i know that uh, there's a streaming service called fandor that's where i saw it mm-hmm. um i'm pretty sure it's available online in a couple of other places too i think the sundance documentaries like you can watch it on there too but yeah if you can track that down it's definitely worth watching cool um if it's not on netflix it's uh i doubt i'll be able to see it <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm just fucking yeah. lazy. Yeah, well, I mean, like, since I subscribed to that Fandor thing, I've been seeing a lot of movies that I haven't been able to see before, and it's been really, really cool. Like, they have, like, all three of the Decline of Western Civilizations on there. Oh, wow. And, like... What was the third one? The third one was about, like, squatter punks in the 90s. Really? Yeah, it's 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 it looks like the punk rock scene that you and I grew up in. Oh, wow. It's really interesting, like, to see huh. that, like, to see that from an outside perspective, you know? It's just, like, really strange. It's like, like you're watching it, and you're like, oh, yeah, I completely forgot that that's how it was. <laughs> crazy yeah I'd, I'd definitely be down to see that yeah it's, it's i mean it's not as good as the other ones i don't think but it's still just like for nostalgic purposes i really enjoyed it and but yeah i've been watching a lot of like weird like australian like exploitation movies and like really just, like things that just like things that like people shot like on vhs that just never came out that are just like kind of being discovered or whatever and they just turn up on this streaming service it's really crazy see in this in this day and age when so much is available digitally mm-hmm. i'm wondering how much has actually been converted from, you know, yeah. analog stuff. Well, there was like a ton of stuff that didn't make it to DVD. Right. You know, never got a never got a DVD, never got a Blu-ray. Yeah. But it's still out there. You know, if you if you can find a copy and get the rights, you know, you can conceivably put it out. But huh. see, I'm I've been thinking about uh transferring my DVDs to just trans transferring them into files. Yeah. Um just so I can throw away those huge books. Yeah. Remember my DVD collection that was like yeah. three bookcases? Yeah, that was, that was a lot what of What the fuck was I trying to do there? Uh, um, yeah. Acquire things. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I, I, I kind of did the same thing too. Like when I lived in Washington, I bought a lot of DVDs. Really? Like that was like, that was the main thing that I really spent money on was just buying movies. Yeah. Well, there's, I mean, it is a, it is a, a collector hobby. Yeah of collecting yeah. movies and it was also on like kind of on the tail end of dvd you know so like yeah. everything was really cheap yes so like i could go like to suncoast with like 30 bucks and just come out with like seven or eight dvds you know yeah. uh, <laughs> awesome <laughs> um so you were you were talking about uh in, insomnia our favorite video game culture yeah outpost <laughs> yeah uh i don't know I, I there was a there was a facebook post today and apparently we are I guess going to be losing another art venue in town. Um, yeah, lame. It sucks. Cause like, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure what the specifics are on the story, but uh, apparently the powers that be have decided that, you know, art shows don't need to be happening in that space anymore, which is a bummer because I really always enjoyed doing shows there. They were always really cool, really fun. No art world crap. You know, mm-hmm. it was just like people that were genuinely into stuff. People that can draw your art is welcome on those walls. Basically. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know. They were always really cool about giving me a shot doing stuff. So mm-hmm. I always really appreciated that. And that really sucks. Yep. It really does. Uh, the experiences I've had there personally um, were always positive. Yeah. So rest in peace. <laughs> well, I mean, the store's still going to be open. The store's I not know. going away. Rest in peace, yeah. art venue. So, you know, um, hopefully somebody else will do something soon. You know, maybe yeah. one of you. That's the that's the second one because um, Catacomb. Yeah, Catacomb went down this year too. Closed up shop. So yeah. those shows aren't going to be happening. Yep. I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's just it's kind of rough out there right now. It's like, you know, your options are either like doing kind of like the pay to play shows or, you know, you got to know somebody. And, you know, like the the thing that I liked about Insomnia was it was like all of the good of both of those and none of the bad, you know? Right. It's like, you know, they they brought in a crowd and, you know, pretty much if you're if your stuff was halfway decent, if it looked like you were trying, you could get a space on that wall, you know, as long as you, you know, met the requirements, obviously. But yeah, so that's kind of lame. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know. It seems like somebody could just open up uh, an office space or a retail space and just have an art gallery there. Yeah, but I mean, you got to turn a profit and keep the lights on. You know, you got to pay your rent. That's the thing. So it's got to double as something else. I mean, I guess. I I really don't know. That's how a lot of the successful uh, small galleries have done it. Yeah. Like Domi was half gallery. Yeah. They had, you know... I don't know about other shows, but mine being the most profitable, yeah. they made a couple grand off of my yeah. art show. I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure being retail me being probably... way down the totem pole. Yeah. Uh, as far as like you know, famous artists in Houston, um, I'm sure any anybody that did that could turn a profit. Yeah, I don't know. It's just a matter of being able to afford it. I think you know because yeah, retail I mean, space ain't cheap in Houston. Yeah. Oh, definitely not. Not especially not anywhere that anyone anybody will go because it's like pulling teeth to get anybody to leave the inner loop. You mm-hmm. know, hmm. I don't know. It'd be really cool if somebody figured that out though. Like maybe a vape shop could have a gallery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess there's there's tons of vape shops. Yeah, no, but I don't know, man. It's got there's got to be some place. Maybe is... one of these mattress stores. <laughs> that's yeah, up. <laughs> yeah, that's. You know, just open up the warehouse space for like a couple of nights. Or, <laughs> I mean, what's really on the walls in those places? I mean, nothing. Mattress really. ads for the mattress that's that's like right there, with surrounding you all over the floor space. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. It would, it would just be really like there. There just there have to be. It seems like there have to be more like kind of cooperative situations going on to really keep anything. Cause, I mean, you have to ha- always have money coming in, you know. Mm-hmm. So I mean, if you had like a lot of people doing like a little bit, you know, it's feasible. But anybody out there that knows of a antique store that has blank walls, yeah, <laughs> or uh, I don't know, just some retail space that's open all day, yeah, that has customers coming in that could sell your artwork for you would be ideal, mm-hmm. like a fucking coffee shop or some shit like right. that. Um, I don't know. I've 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 had the idea of trying that, but usually the people it would be perfect for are kind of, and I'm not saying everybody's like that just the places that i've come across that would be perfect for mm-hmm. art shows yeah have been owned by douchebags ah uh, <laughs> uh and it's nothing you know i'm not saying i'm not generalizing these are specific specific douchebags two or three different places um i don't know maybe we should figure something out in our own town of pasadena well because if i can have a house show and it turn a profit I mean, it's feasible i mean think about it the east end is not 10 minutes from here we're just barely outside the loop right here yeah there's plenty of old pasadena that's just going to waste remember when we used to have uh punk shows in pasadena yeah and everybody in the surrounding yeah the whole suburb like the whole suburbs would appear at that freaking game we had laporte deer park uh houston clear lake kids would come in clear lake yeah seabrook yeah craziness yeah like you get 300 kids through the door it's crazy yeah in a tiny 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 place that's now a pawn shop <laughs> yeah speaking of pawn shops that i went to that pawn shop one day before i came over here to do the show there was like a full like weed growing operation for sale in that pawn shop what <laughs> like a light kit and everything yeah wow <laughs> it's like a full hydroponic operation it cracked me up <laughs> wow i got a spare bedroom that might be a way to you know <laughs> get a little money together for the <laughs> art space <laughs> For the, yeah, that's not true. that we're gonna do that or anything. No, FBI. No, uh-uh. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, <laughs> They're not gonna take me alive. Uh, I have a a clone corpse ready. In <laughs> <laughs> oh. I thought that was a tanning bed in your background. <laughs> <laughs> nope, clone corpse. <laughs> uh, 
I don't know where to go from here. Yeah, that kind of spun off the rails. I mean, we were we were eulogizing a really great art space, and now we're talking about clone corpses, man. But that's what we do here, I it's guess. That's what right? we do. Um, check out Thomas Ott's artwork and uh, <laughs> get back to us. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that's that, Brennan. I think so too. <laughs> All right. Um, I don't know what else. What's what's going on? Uh, you want to hit some news? Sure. Let's do it. We all know what time it is. It's time for the news with Gabriel Dieter and friends. Okay. Um, I saw this. I, I really don't know how to feel about this. Uh, there's a device that has been approved in the U.S. That sucks food out of your stomach and into the toilet after every meal. What? Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. H- how? It's this little pump machine uh-huh. that it looks it looks about half the size of your fist. And it, it goes into your stomach through a tube. Mm-hmm. And it's on the outside of your body. So there's a tube that goes into your stomach. Yeah. And there's a tube that goes out of the machine into the toilet. And you just flush your stomach from food it's like what to to help people lose weight that's well okay well by the time the food has made it to your stomach like hasn't some digestion already started like mm-hmm. and the, just eat better <laughs> eat better don't get surgery don't get a freaking robot and god you know i'm, I'm really starting to think that you know we just we just really <laughs> we deserve extinction <laughs> at this point <laughs> come on man don't lump us in with these gastrobots we're allowing we're we're complicit and <laughs> i'm not i'm i'm totally against this i think but what are you doing about it Gabriel? <laughs> i'm just one man i'm talking about it on a show uh man yeah i think it would be better just to not eat cake for like, breakfast lunch and dinner <laughs> go on craigslist and spend like 200 bucks on a treadmill <laughs> that would require exercise and People like mushy bodies oh, that man. have very little muscle and are thin. <laughs> My gosh. Thin, mushy bodies. That's <laughs> what America is going to become. And the <laughs> Russians are fucking training everybody in their army. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. I don't know, man. I don't know what it is. Uh, At this point, why, why would Russia even need to like start an army? All they have to do is like invent like a sandwich that's really good. <laughs> that would yeah, just kill us, you know? I don't know like the bread's made of bacon (laughs) it's like every if you're not if you're not conscious about you know your food being healthy like Mm -hmm. you know uh i was for a long time um you're pretty much eating nothing but sugar yeah it's it's just like sugar (laughs) every salt and every food you eat has will turn into sugar in your body Mm -hmm. that's why people that have a genetically high metabolism are getting diabetes yeah because the bread you know a lot of the meat you eat yeah has been fed you know those that cattle has been fed corn before Mm -hmm. it's been slaughtered right so the meat you're eating has sugar in it (laughs) like from the very beginning i mean look at anything at the grocery store right now and it has high fructose corn syrup in it it's it's crazy that we don't have 90 percent diabetes in in this country we're getting there (laughs) we're getting there yet weed is still a schedule one drug oh yeah and hemp is illegal to grow in our country yeah (sighs) 
Thanks, FDA. Thanks, USDA. <laughs> Fucking bastards. Um, I don't know, man. What are your thoughts? Well, God, I don't know. I just... You talk while I drink my tea. Okay, well, I mean, I guess kind of getting back to this whole, like, robotic stomach pump thing. Uh, I don't know. Like, I, I would just think that even inventing that would be completely counterintuitive to the Hippocratic oath that a doctor would have to swear to become a doctor. You know? <laughs> I, I, I feel like, I don't know. Well, I'm sure eating half of the bullshit you put into your body is better than eating all of it. <laughs> mm. Just just because you have to s- shove, I don't know, whatever down your throat doesn't mean you need to fully process it. You're not getting <laughs> anything out of it anyway. Man, I don't know. Let's see. You know, it, what's that noise? A vacuum cleaner oh it's a leaf blower probably oh. outside um you're eating garbage anyway yeah better your body doesn't process it <laughs> i just don't i don't see like you know instead of eating a healthy dinner and eating a dessert at the end make the healthy part the dessert suck out all that cake you started out <laughs> with and eat some broccoli and leave it in there <laughs> It's got to be better than uh, gastric bypass. I mean, at least your hair's not going to fall out and, you know, your liver's not going to shut down or whatever the fuck <laughs> happens. Uh, I don't know. Don't know. We need to know, Brennan. It's our job to know. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, this is a kind of a cool story. Um, sea sanctuaries are being developed for the aging whales of SeaWorld. Activist Paul Spong plans for uh, a fence or a net to make a barrier in giant swaths of ocean around bays or islands. Oh, cool. So they're going to kind of give them somewhere to go so they don't have to, like, learn how to be wild animals, basically? Yeah, pretty okay. much. Well, I, I guess that's that's really the only ethical way, you know? Yeah. Other, otherwise, there's just going to be... It's kind a of a... It's a midpoint, you know, between yeah. setting them completely free and... Because uh, their, their oldest whale, I forget the name, but... Um, it's been in cat- captivity since the age of four. Yeah. Uh, and that, that was in 1969. Wow. So it's pretty fucking old. Yeah. And uh, SeaWorld's against it, of course, because they don't want to put the strain on transporting this whale. Uh, and they said it it would be unhealthy and unsafe. I don't know. I I bet the whale would take the risk if it knew what was going on. Yeah. Yeah. You ever been to SeaWorld? I've been to SeaWorld twice. I've been to SeaWorld probably twice, too. I went one time when I was a kid, and then uh, one time whenever I was in the Air Force, whenever I lived in uh, San Antonio. Uh-huh. Like, Karen, I went just road roller coasters, basically. But See, I, I went, and at the time, I didn't really see anything wrong with it. The animals seemed happy, but they're trained to seem happy. Yeah. So, you know, those kids on the Little Rascals seemed happy, too. They were yeah, not happy. No, they all, they're all, yeah, no, they're wrecks. Um, I don't know. That's that's probably the, the last form of slavery would be animal slavery that uh, that the humans will will experience. I know there's probably, there, there's still slavery. In, yeah, there's, there's, like, there's like in the world, but 46 million people are still actively in slavery in this planet right now. Yeah, sex, sex slaves included. Um. I don't know. I just think, uh, I don't know. It'd be easier to be nice to animals yeah. than to fucking go through all this trouble and to try to make money off of them. Just feeding them corn and turning them into sugar and giving us all diabetes. <laughs> yeah. 
Anyway, what a what a great story. They're gonna be set free. Yeah, that's into, good. Uh, that's a positive thing. That is a and, positive thing. And we just thing. went we straight just to turned it into making it shit. sad. Complete shit. Maybe the world's not sad. Maybe just we are. You know what? Show's over. Uh, I'm gonna see. go fly a kite. Uh, Blue Origin may give SpaceX a run for its money. The rocket company owned by Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos has successfully landed its rocket, the New Shepard. Ooh, shots fired. <laughs> World star. Uh, <laughs> no, I think it's pretty cool. Um, if two two companies are competing yeah. w- against each other to land a rocket mm. after dropping a payload on another planet, yeah, I think it's great. Yeah, I, I think mean, it's gonna it's gonna evolve that technology twice as fast, mm-hmm. especially if. Uh, well, SpaceX is owned by, or is run by, uh, Elon Musk, That's Elon right? Musk, yeah. Yeah, so I wouldn't be surprised if he's sharing that technology. Yeah. And we should be getting something good out of it. Hopefully. Like, uh, a man trip to Mars, or yeah. at least payloads to Mars that can, you know, be used for a colony. Yeah, he's talking, Elon Musk is talking about wanting to die on Mars. Really? Like, one-way trip. Yeah, uh, that's been the idea for a couple years. Um. I think that's a pretty cool way to go. <laughs> First, first man on Mars? Seems a little extreme, though. I mean... Why? Because they're planning for the spacecraft to to ditch everybody there. Mm-hmm. But they have a rocket that'll land and take off again. I mean, yeah, I guess I guess if it didn't land, it wouldn't have to expend that fuel. Yeah. But... Unless they can find a way to maybe refine fuel there. Yeah. Or... Or double up on the... Yeah. Capacity. I don't know. It's... <laughs> It's a complex problem. We're not going to solve. That's why we're not working on it. <laughs> yeah. Um, one way trip. I'd be down to die on Mars. Yeah. I mean, it's as good I, as. I mean, after like you know, my you know, kids and adults or whatever. But I think life on Earth is inconsequential enough mm-hmm. uh, that we could probably spare a few. Yeah. Imagine being to able go to go over there. You could quit Facebook. You could quit Twitter. Oh, I'm sure there's Mars Book. <laughs> Yeah, but there's only like there's only like 14 other people there, so you uh, already know everyone. That's true. No, they're planning on taking hundreds over. Yeah, I mean, okay, it's got it's got to be a colony to sustain it sustain itself. Yeah, but I'm sure the first couple trips are going to be just a few people mm-hmm. to set things up and yeah. make sure there aren't uh, unforeseen obstacles <laughs> like dirt Martians. <laughs> Or like the like the bugs from Starship Troopers, fucking gremlins that are coming out of caves, yeah, to fuck your shit up. Man, imagine landing on Mars and just being surrounded by all that wonder, and then like you encounter life and it just immediately tries to kill you. <laughs> Wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, it, it, wouldn't be the first time either. Yeah, that's that's probably how it's gonna go down. I mean, if if they're intelligent, they would know to kill us. Imagine. I'm sure they've been watching what's going on over here. <laughs> imagine the Spaniards that came to uh, ancient uh peru or yeah. whatever and uh they just got taken out by a jaguar <laughs> be nuts yeah hey look there's a 150 pound muscle cat coming towards us let's pet it nope it's now eating into my brain yep. um let's see. see we made that sad god too. damn it god. what's wrong with us uh blue origin way to go yeah congratulations you, on and you go girl yeah <laughs> Uh, a kraken has appeared in Antarctica. Have you what? have you seen this story? No. Uh, a photo was taken by Google Earth. It's enormous, and I, I mean like twenty five yards enormous. What? Like the thing is massive. I don't know exactly what it is or what it looks like, but 
don't dig it up. It's in the ocean, in the water. Oh, God. It was, it was seen, oh. like, surfacing, and it was doing something. No. I, I don't know what it was. Whoa. But that's awesome. Scary. Very, very awesome. And not too scary, because that's a long, long way away. Yeah, but, you know, once it starts eating all those people in the Arctic Ocean, it's going to get bigger and stronger, faster, <laughs> start making its way to the Gulf of Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, not e- I'm not even going to repeat the jokes I said last night. Um, <laughs> okay. Just a quick... Uh, just a quick retraction from last episode. Uh, Brexit is a vote coming from coming for Britain to exit the EU. Last episode, I got that mixed up with BRICS, the Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa uh, relationship. Ah, okay. Yeah, I was like, I kept seeing like little things in the news like that. I was like, wait a second, am I stupid? Gabe doesn't make any goddamn sense. <laughs> so yeah. So yeah. This is why we see we don't fact check. We don't fact check. Don't listen to anything we say. And it's going to get us into trouble if you don't Google for yourself. Got to Google for yourself. Always Google for yourself. Um, we only do half the work for you. Yeah. You got you to gotta walk the rest of the way. Uh, did you write down the thing about Anton Yelchin? Yes. Uh, very sad. R.I.P. Anton Yelchin. Um, that dude was in some fantastic movies. Yeah. Uh, I think he had a lot to come. Because he was still, what, 31? He was a young dude, yeah. Yeah, Um, He was in that that Fright Night remake that was actually pretty good. Yeah, Uh, that was pretty solid, huh? Yeah, he's in the Star Trek movies. Did a lot of cool stuff. That's a a bummer, man. Let's see. What was he in? He's just in that movie The Green Room, right? Charlie Bartlett. Oh, yeah, I remember that. That was kind of good. Yeah, that was good. Alpha Dog. That was really good. Uh, Star Trek as Chekhov. Mm. Who's going to be Chekhov now? That guy, I'm used to that guy. Yeah. He was great. He actually made Chekhov, he improved Chekhov. Yeah. Made him a lot uh, hardier yeah. of, a, of a, a guy. Uh, let's see. He was Clumsy Smurf's voice. Really? <laughs> yeah. Man. Odd Thomas. I never saw that. Was it good? So good. So fucking good. Hmm. Yeah, I kept, I keep, I kept like passing that up on Netflix. I was like, huh. But, like, I kept like meaning to watch it and never did. Uh, Burying the X. That was a good one. I don't know that one. It was a... Uh, Spoiler alert, his uh, girlfriend becomes a zombie, and uh, he starts hooking up with, uh, what's her name, Alexander Daddario? I don't know who that is. Um, and the zombie girlfriend doesn't appreciate it. Oh. Uh, yeah, he's been in, he's actually starred in a lot of stuff. A lot of... Uh, a lot of kind of like genre stuff, too, it seems like, you know? Yeah, like, not B-movie quality, but yeah. like, uh, just smaller films. Indie, indie films. Yeah, so, R.I.P., man. R.I.P., dude. Where do we go from here? I think I we got know. some friend questions. Yeah, let's try to bring it up a little bit. <laughs> Mike Rodriguez asks, what's the largest animal that you think you could kill for food without using a gun or arrows? <laughs> I feel like we might have answered this question before, haven't we? It's always what? it's always a changing answer. Yeah, we're, I mean, yeah, we're, we're bigger, stronger, more wiser than we were yeah. last week. So. Yeah, we're... <laughs> learning new ways to kill animals um well, biggest thing that i could kill without using a weapon is that kind of what he's getting yeah at? okay hmm. you could use a knife okay he didn't say anything about not no uh, no knives no swords no okay. spears all right biggest thing you can kill with a knife um uh, i don't know i i would probably go cow because a cow's not gonna fight back uh yeah he didn't say no motorcycles so i guess you could <laughs> chase a cow down if he had to well i mean a cow's not even gonna run from you dude i've chased a cow recently They're, they run <laughs> They run, dude. Well, I mean, you, you can get one on a horse. Yeah, no problem. No, horse, no problem. Didn't say we couldn't use a horse. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, because like, if you're gonna take the time to kill an animal, you know, kill something that's gonna feed you for a little while. Yes. 
Uh, let's see. With just a knife, probably go goat. Yeah. Well, goats Something. are mean, though. Goats will fight back. Yeah, but at, at best, you're only going to take one hit <laughs> when you stick that knife in its throat. Man. <laughs> we took it dark again. Yeah. Well, what the fuck is wrong with me? <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I think that I just feel like a goat would just be like more combative and like they're stronger. They will fight. And, you know, there's a pretty good chance a goat will win. What? I'm not letting a goat win, dude. A goat mm. I can grab around the neck. Well, you remember the witch. And then I, I get mean, I get its I get its back, and then I start stabbing it with my knife. <laughs> uh, I mean it's 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 easy to say in an in an ideal environment, yeah. But I don't know. A goat I think that the the effort to like yield ratio with a goat is not it's not very good. Hey, I don't have to do this by myself either. That's true, yeah. It didn't say you couldn't have an army of people, but no. I don't know. But no, he said you specifically. So uh, that's true. Yeah. I'm saying goat. All right. Well, even that's, if I that's got, your loss, man. Even if I have to tie my knife to a long stick, <laughs> I will fucking kill that goat. Well, that would be even more effective. Like, ineffective, though. <laughs> Why? Because like, I could throw it. I mm. could throw it. That goat's probably not going to fuck How around. good are you at throwing a spear, Gabe? I have thrown a spear before. <laughs> You've thrown a spear Literally, and, like, pierced an animal before. No, I've not pierced an animal. God. How, how are you going to take down a cow? Have you ever been next to a cow? Yeah. <laughs> There's no fucking way. I can rope a cow, dude. You can rope a cow. I can rope a cow. All right. I have roped cows. Okay. <laughs> cool. All right. Let's let's calm down on that. Okay. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm I'm taking a cow. You're probably not taking a goat. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. <laughs> I'm I'm actually counting on the goat attacking me because <laughs> I, I do not want to run after a fucking. So you can do a reversal. <laughs> yep. God. Exactly. You ever seen a? deep blue sea where <laughs> thomas jane grabs the uh shark by the mouth and like spins across its uh face to grab its back fin that's exactly the move i'm gonna use on the goat good luck thanks dude no i've actually seen uh little children wrestle uh calves to the ground i'm pretty sure a goat's pretty similar um better jailbreak steve wigington asks better jailbreak song thin lizzy or acdc that's not a... S- yeah. Oh, Jailbreak is a song. Yeah. Um, hmm. Brennan, you got this one? Oh, that's tough because they're they're good for different reasons. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm always going to love me some Thin Lizzy. But I don't know. If I feel like Thin Lizzy wrote better songs, but if you and your friends are going to go break somebody out of jail, you're going to go ACDC. I'm going to have to take your word for it. <laughs> Uh, I I think I think the outro music for this episode needs to be Jailbreak by ACDC. Oh shit! <laughs> I don't know about that. All right, uh, let's see. I got a few saved from last week. Jamie Adenasio asks, "Well, let's see. If you could have a collection of anything besides toys, what would it be and why?" The skulls of my fallen enemies. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm not a, really a toy collector anyway. I mean, that's that's kind of more your bag. Do you collect anything? You know, I really don't that much anymore i was kind of buying music for a little bit i was buying books for a while uh but i don't know i I just here and maybe like the last year or so i just haven't spent a lot of money on myself word on the street is you've been music gear shopping well at, at pawn shops well yeah I'm, I'm always looking around for something you know but yeah i mean I, I don't really feel like that's so much a collection as it is looking for something useful really yeah because huh. i mean i don't know like if, if i'm buying like a pedal or something or like a you know piece of equipment for my laptop like I, I buy that with the intention of using it it's more like a tool you know so right i mean i don't necessarily feel like it's like a collection i feel like a collection is something that you admire you know hmm. interesting i don't know uh my collections are 
I don't know. I wouldn't admire my book collection. It's more inspirado to yeah. me than... Uh, well, I mean, that's kind of what the toys are too, though, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, definitely. Because as I've said before, I'm not a completest. So uh, it <laughs> might look like, the like I am. Load of crap. <laughs> it might look like I am, but I'm not. Yeah. I mean, I as, mean a guy, as a guy that like doesn't know what I'm looking at when I look at all this. Yeah. Look, it, ask any toy collector and they'll say, this guy's got a mismatch of shit <laughs> and none of it is complete at all um so yeah um uh what would i collect if i didn't collect toys um probably be art like seriously collect yeah oh that would be nice i don't have the funds yeah to get everything that i want yeah and i see a lot of shit that i just don't have money to spend yeah and even on prints like it's uh you know, we do a, we we go to a print show called uh, Ink on the Bayou every year, and I drop a couple hundred, you know, once a year on on prints. And if I had thousands to drop, yeah, every year, I'd be cranking that shit out. Like I'd be buying, uh, let's see, uh, Alex Gray. Yeah, he's got some shit that I would want. Mm-hmm. His stuff is amazing. Psychedelic mm-hmm. artist. Uh, I think he's doing Burning Man this year. Yeah. Uh, have you seen uh, that he's building like a psychedelic temple at his on his yes. property in New York? That's yes. so cool. It, it looks, looks amazing. Amazing. Um, and like you can just go there if you want, and like he'll ju- he'll just be there. Yeah. And like you can just like talk to him and hang mm-hmm. out at his house, do yoga with him. Yeah. Uh, on mushrooms. Um, yeah. Look up Alex Gray. He's a great artist. Uh, let's see. Uh, Jack Vorkian has done art. Yeah. Did art before he died, and uh, yeah, his paintings are pretty cool. His paintings are kind of it's weird when you when you see an artist and it and it appeals to you because mm-hmm. you can identify with it and his stuff even though it's really dark and it's got a cynicism to it yeah i can understand all the thoughts and feelings that are in in that art mm-hmm. uh just you know google jack working art and you'll see all that crazy shit that he did might speak to you i don't know who would you whose art would you collect if you oh, had the chance? Ah, oh, that's really tough. Uh, I wouldn't I'd, mind getting I'd, some Alex Ross. Yeah. I'd like to collect Wayne White. Wayne White. He, yeah, he's uh the art like uh the thing that he's most famous for is like he was a set designer on uh Pee Wee's Playhouse with uh, Gary Panter. I'd collect Gary oh, Panter as well. But Okay, cool. Uh but he does these uh paintings where he takes like thrift store paintings and he paints these like just ridiculous phrases into them. Mm-hmm. And like I don't know, he's he's like a guy from Tennessee, so he's kinda like a uh, I guess kinda like an intellectual hick a little bit. Huh. You know, but like he's he's just a really funny dude, uh, and like his work is just whoa. What the fuck was that? I don't know. Whoops. But I mean, his work just has like a really great sense of humor about it, and it's just like very colorful and like like pleasant. It's vi- it's like positive, you know. Yeah. And it's just like I don't know. I've been into his stuff for a, a little while now, uh, and you know Gary Panter as well. I collect him. I like to collect Bernie Wrightson. That all sounds good. I, I would love to have like just one piece from that Bernie Wrightson's Frankenstein. Like that's I don't know. What about uh? Have you heard of uh Basil Gogo? Gogos? Basil, huh? Basil Gogos or Gold Glo- Gold No. Is I, there an L in there? Fuck. No, I, I can't know. remember. I, I thought you were gonna say Basil Wolverton, but yeah. Oh, Basil Wolverton would yeah. be. I I really want badass. his uh his book like his Revelations ones. He, he did like t- just like ten illustrations of like the Book of Revelations because like towards the end he got like really religious and he hmm. just started doing this. Re- it's like EC Comics Book of Revelations. It's amazing. Wow. Yeah. That sounds crazy. Um, I would love to have some uh. You know, my favorite comic artist would be cool. Yeah. Richard Corbin would be a badass mm-hmm. P-Stone. Um, I don't know. It's an illustrator I like named uh, Nate Van Dyke. That I would, Him and Ashley Wood as well. Those are like two comics artists that I would really like to collect a lot. Hmm. Interesting. 
Thanks, Jamie. Uh, let's see. Ricardo Garza asks, what is the proper way to wipe after a poo? Is it becoming more socially acceptable to carry wet wipes? Well, I've never tried it, but mm. in Japan, they have the water wipe where it's just a water hose yeah, blasting like the your bidet asshole. Yeah. Kind of thing, yeah. Um, I would say that would be the way to go. Yeah. I mean, personally at home, I'm a wet wipes man. Mm-hmm. You know, do you start with wet wipes? Start with a wet wipe and then. Really? Yeah. Yeah. You go straight to wet wipe. Well, I go wet wipe and then I go dry to kind of get rid of what yeah what's wrong what's wrong with that do you have hairy asshole because i'm pretty sure you got a lot of dingleberries (laughs) (laughs) no i mean not not not, not particularly have you ever wiped anything with (laughs) wet uh toilet paper (laughs) dude seriously Uh, no, I, I've I've never I've never experienced any sort of counterproductive. I can't believe we're having this conversation. Uh, yeah, I start with a, with plain old toilet paper, and then I finish it off with a wet wipe. Huh. Uh, that's just me, though. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I've never like you know. I guess I've never really had like a a dreadlocking problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Thanks, Ricardo. Yeah, here here we are. That's it. That's it. Talking about our poops. It always comes down to that. It's the only topic we can't make sad. (laughs) Um, We're at the end of the show, Brennan. We we? have no tenfold tirade for this this Sunday. Um, I don't know. I guess I've been dropping the ball lately, but every conspiracy theory has been leaving me flat lately. Like, it's either new and obviously absurd, Mm -hmm. too absurd to be true, or there's not enough information to to complete that thought, you know? Yeah. I don't know. You got any? Not really. I mean, I've been trying to like avoid the news and everything this week. I'm just, I'm taking a break. Yeah. Like, uh, I've just found that it's been taxed. It's just been like, I don't know. It's carrying over into my day to day, you know? And I, I just really don't need that. Wait, I've got one. Hold on a second. UFOs! See a ghost! Crazy unexplained shit! Okay, so as usual, uh, Tenfold Tirades brought to you by LoneStarButtons.com. Lone Star Buttons is a small business creating custom buttons for you at a reasonable cost in multiple sizes and shapes. Um, where am I going with this, Brennan? I don't know, man. Help me out here. Uh, let's see. Lone Star Buttons is a small business owned by Adam Stimpy Jones. To get in contact with him, you want to email him at info at LoneStarButtons.com or you can call that son of a bitch at 281-798-1996. Tell him Gabe sent you and you want to suck on his hairy tits. Uh, so this tinfoil tirade isn't so crazy and, you know, it's a little more believable than our past ones because it has to do with uh, Hillary Clinton conspiring with the DNC to to engineer a media blackout of Bernie Sanders. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a hacker called Gusover2 uh, that leaked documents stolen from the DMC server. And uh, yeah, that's the one where they're talking about basically the whole like democratic strategy and in regards to Donald Trump and just how they're going to run the Hillary Clinton campaign and all that. And that came out like this past week, right? Uh, two days ago. Yeah. But one of the strategies uh, listed for positioning and public public messaging states use specific hits to muddy the waters around ethics transparency and the cam- campaign finance attacks on hillary so yeah i don't know man it's uh well i don't know i mean i, I guess on one hand 
like you know just speak not speaking like ethically or anything but i mean it would make sense to do something like that because obviously you know bernie sanders wasn't really a democrat until he decided to run for president you know so right uh i mean i I guess i could understand like you know they have to do something to take care of that but i don't know i think he was siding with democrats the majority of the time yeah um i don't know it's just more back background but shit. They that, were they were never interested in you know running a campaign. They were interested in appointing Hillary Clinton the nominee. That's the way it's been since day one. Yeah, that's true. Doesn't matter what he had done and you know what people thought about him. It was just that that's the way it was going to be. You right. know, popular vote be damned. <laughs> I would I would really like to uh, pick the brain of somebody that chose Hillary at all cost before uh, any anybody else even you know put their hat in the in the game. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just more people. Oh, it's, there's a bunch of people that have a lot of vested interest in business as usual. Yeah. You know, a majority of the people that have any say-so in the government, you know, that's that's what they're looking to do at the end of the day. It doesn't really matter, you know. I I, I think there was, a, there was some comedian that, uh, that described kind of like the election process in the United States as basically every four years we get together. Like, America's like a Mack truck. We decide whether or not we're going to put a bulldog or an eagle on the hood ornament. Mm-hmm. That's all the election is, you know. Yeah. I mean, when you, yeah, makes sense. So you were, you were, uh, going to mention a side story. Yeah. Uh, there's, um, there was something that happened at the uh, democratic national convention in the 1960, it was 1968, you know, the big contentious one where all hell broke loose. Well, um, I'm not sure who organized, I'm I'm not sure exactly who organized the first one, but there's a Presbyterian minister, uh, this go around that is organizing, uh, a fart in for whenever, uh, Hillary Clinton is, you know, given the nomination, Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically what he's doing is he's getting people to donate cans of beans and like, like thousands and thousands and thousands of cans of beans and anybody who wants to come in and eat as many beans as they possibly can oh my God. can come to this location. And whenever it's time to go in and they're going to say, yay, Hillary Clinton's the president, everybody's just going to start farting. Oh my They're God. just going to make this convention center just smell like ass. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm, I'm more worried about sharding. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure there's going to be incidents. I'm, I'm sure there will. <laughs> and, you know, any, any beans that go unused are going to be donated to the homeless. That's a good deal. Yeah, so, you know, some people are going to get fed, I guess. But <laughs> See, we're ending this on a light note. I like man, that. They're, man, it's going to take them weeks to get that smell out of the convention center. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't worry about it. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, we got some social media to put out there, Brennan. Yeah, let's see. We got the Instagram, at uh, Revenge of the World. We got the Twitter at ROTW Podcast. Uh, we got a Facebook page. That's that's a good way to get a hold of us. Um, hey, we're revamping www.revengeoftheworld.com. Yep. Go to the contacts page and you'll see all of our social media links right there in front of your eyes. Yeah, we're, we're going to get that thing back kind of going a little bit better. Maybe get all the podcasts in, in one place so everybody can kind of see them and just, just make it nice. Make it nice for the people. We're making it nice like. We're making it nice It's going to smell you. good. It's going to be good. You're going to love it. Uh, it's going to be huge. In the store at this moment, uh, you can order uh, 1.5 inch um, button magnets uh, made by Adam Stimpy Jones and Gabriel Dieter's slimy little mitts. And... Uh, yeah, so if you if you were ever on the fence about Lone Star buttons, you know you can you could drop a check out the quality. Yeah, that that about does it, right? I, I think that about does it. I don't know. I think I think we're at the end of the the road, Brennan. I think we are too. Um, I've been having a lot of fun with my Instagram account lately. If you want to follow me there, just look up Gabe 
real Dieter. And uh, let's be friends. Brennan, the ghost of Brennan Birch. Yeah, you don't have to follow me. I don't really care. You don't have to follow me. I, 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 I don't particularly want to interact with any of you filthy people. But it'd be nice if <laughs> he had more friends. Uh, I, I, I that way, when he shares stuff, <laughs> our podcast will grow a little bit. <laughs> I feel like that's a personal attack. <laughs> It's it's purely uh, selfish reasons. Um, Brennan, it's been nice chatting with you. Has it? <laughs> yep, it has. I enjoyed every weekend, and whatever you have to say, go fuck yourself. <laughs> uh, speaking of, everybody out there listening, gently go fuck yourselves. So grandma you fed